What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here we go. We're back with the flashy intro there. We, wait, so good. We're gonna do it twice. Uh, no, I just have to uh, close out what I was uh, uh, the, the link that I had that was open. Okay. I apologize. That's all right. Hey, everyone, welcome to this live podcast episode one ninety five of the All Dolphins podcast. Yes, we're coming to you straight from Miami Dade County or just Dade County on this. We're both Dade residents, not part of that Broward life. Exactly. We're going to be uh, maybe close to the only two who cover the beat. No, Ferronis also is from. And uh, Daniel's Day County. Barry's a Day County guy, too. Okay, so forget that. Forget what I said. That Daniel's actually Miami Lakes neighbor. So, by the way, yes, I have my trusty. Oh, wait, it's disappearing. There you go. My trusty water bottle. Omar and I both stay hydrated while we do this. Yes. Again, episode 195 on this. Water is life, people. January 12, 2024, episode 195. We'll do a quick look. I, mean, I promise I'm going to make very quick 1995 season. Most memorable for being Don Shula's final season as Dolphins head coach. Dolphins were 9-7, and seven, needing a win in the last game of the regular season at St. Louis to make the playoffs. They won 41-22, and then they played in the first round of the playoffs at Buffalo. And it did not work out well. Dolphins got beat 37 to 22 in a game that wasn't anywhere near that close. What was that when the Buffalo dominance began? Because Buffalo's been sending Miami home for decades, ending Miami season for decades. They had done it in '92. They did it did in '95. Um, and I think I think Buffalo might have rushed for 300 yards that day. I mean, Dolphins absolutely had zero answer. Uh, and again, that turned out to be Don Shula's last season with the Dolphins before he was being. He was where, where were you in that Don Shula should be replaced? Because I know you were on the beat. So I want your honesty. I was working with Dolphin Digest at the time. I was jacked about the idea of Jimmy Johnson coming aboard to be very oh, honest. So you were pushed the old man out. Okay, gotcha. Well, the truth is the Dolphins had not been to the Super Bowl since 94. Jimmy Johnson was coming off a year off after winning consecutive Super Bowl titles. I covered Jimmy Johnson at the University of Miami uh, during my time with the Miami News. I'd seen the success he had there, success with the Cowboys. I I was jacked. Uh, How'd that turn out for him? With all due respect, three playoffs in four years. You think the Dolphins would take that these days now? They would. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're on their way to accomplishing that, and everybody should be psyched about that. Uh, I think Jimmy Johnson's tenure was massively, massively over-criticized because he set the foundation for a championship-caliber defense mm-hmm. and made the playoffs three times out of four years. And how did he do on offense, though? I, I, I always make that argument to people where 
tell me Jimmy Johnson's best offensive draft pick. Um, I have to I have to look it's like Rob Conrad, which is or Kareem Abdul Jabbar, who was a thousand yard rusher as a rookie. But again, I didn't say it was perfect. Dude, I didn't say it was perfect. I said he they made the playoffs three out of four years, and he, and he set the foundation really for what was a championship caliber defense. So all in all, it wasn't, and and he got killed for it because again he was replacing Don Shula, who was a legend, and didn't meet the expectations that I had or that a lot of people had because people saw Jimmy Johnson was thinking Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. You you know what? Um, I think we have had a very rough goal of expectations with this franchise and not just this franchise, but South Florida when it comes to football, because I remember back in those, no, I wasn't alive. I, I was alive in 95. I was actually just graduating high school this year. I graduated high school did no sports, did pay. And I probably worked at the stadium. I, I think I did work at the stadium. Um, so I was around for those years. But when you think about expectations for not just Dolphins, but the University of Miami, good God. I remember I covered a Larry Coker team that got fired. He got fired for basically back-to-back Peach Bowl seasons. UM hasn't even returned to that height yet. And it's been nearly 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um and then you go to the Dolphins where, you know, what is the bar? What what are the expectations? You know, even even people say that Dave Wanstead's tenure was a disaster. Nobody's even come close to that yet. I mean, Mike McDaniel's probably getting close to it. Uh, but Wanstead had a pretty decent, respectable run. Oh, no, he, he did. But here's the thing is he was set up by Jimmy Johnson, who left him, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, uh, Shula Patrick before him, and Madison. Correct. Shula before him left him Tim Bowens. Um, Shula left him Daryl Gardner. So it wasn't, you know, he, he and the, the same thing with Dave Wanstead with Jimmy Johnson. What did they do on offense? Uh, I, and as you ask for expectations, how about win a playoff game? I mean, should that, yeah, I don't think that's asking too much. Well, I mean, we, we, we shall see. Uh, we, we, we shall see. It's the expectations are still there. Me and you had a, a minor tiff earlier in the podcast because um, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're going to redo your Rock'em Sock'em Robot routine. Yes. Um, you know, I'm not going to deny that I came into this season and said absolutely unequivocally nothing but a playoff win should do, uh, will do for this season in order to be a success. But then they set all kinds of records and they're very, drastically watered down right now heading into this playoff game against the defending champions in whatever I I don't want to sit here and and make a big deal about the elements, even though I'm not going to be in it. So I I guess I can't, I, I, you know, that's the best part, right? Yeah. (laughs) Just listen to my peers to talk about what they're going to go pick up at, at, at bass fishing and, and all this kind of stuff just to survive. Uh, you know, is, is, is kind of, Kind of scary, but I, I've been through some of these. I, I remember one of the coldest games I ever covered was in Kansas City. Um, it was that game in 2011. No, and Matt Moore was starting. Oh, the 2011, not 2008. Okay, uh, was it 2008? Well, the Matt Moore game you're talking about was 2011. That was the middle of the season, but 2008 was in. 2000, the- I, I remember going to Kansas City and it being really, 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 That's really cold. That's the coldest game in Dolphin history. Oh, was it? Okay. So it was 2008. So that would mean that would be a Chad Penny year. Chad Henny. Chad, 2008, that was Chad Pennington. Yeah. Yes. 
They hmm. won. 30, they won thirty-eight, thirty-one to set up their game the following week against the Jets in the season finale to win the AFC's title, which they did. It's the last time they won the division title. I remember it being cold. I just guess my, maybe I'm mixing up which game was really, really cold. I do remember the the the, the 2011 game because that week before practice, um, there was like a big issue with Vontae and and Brian, Brandon Marshall and. And Brandon like throwing the ball at, at a drunk like Vontae showed up at practice drunk, and uh, and Brandon would absolutely just basically attacked him. Um, at least that's the story that I was told. Um, and then they didn't win that game, I don't believe, but it, it it led to it did begin, I believe, their turnaround with Matt Moore as a starting quarterback. Uh, that they game, won, they, actually, no, they, they, win, they did win that game. They won that game 31-3. Correct. Uh-huh, look at me. Um, they won that. That was their first win after starting the game, the season 7-0-7. And I will still argue to you, before this year's team, that 2011 team was the most talented Dolphins team that I'd ever covered. Only problem is they had changed their offensive coordinator Coming into that season, yeah, I think change offensive to Brian Dayball, okay. and that was the lockout year, so they didn't have any practice. So you change your offense, didn't have any training camp, didn't have any offseason program. So you just showed up week one of training camp, and it's like, here, we're trying to install a new offense, and it didn't go so well, especially early, but they picked up steam and picked up momentum. But I'll tell you, Brandon Marshall, Jake Long, Richie Incognito. Mike Pouncey, Vernon Carey, Mark Colombo, who was a disaster. He was he was totally horrible. Um, Anthony Fasano, Brian Hartline, Reggie Bush, Charles Clay. Um, and then from a defensive standpoint, they had Langford, Odrick, Soliai, Starks, um, Cameron Wake, Jason Taylor, um, Kevin Burnett, Carlos Dansby, uh, Vontae Davis, Sean Smith, Rashad Jones, Jeremiah Bell, Will Allen at cornerback. That was a pretty damn good team. No, it was. And they finished they, – they, if you remember that year, they started off like one and six. They finished strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matt Moore played great down the stretch. And then yes. the following year, the following offseason, they take Ryan Tannehill with the eighth pick in the 2012 draft. Never gave Matt Moore a chance. Never gave Matt Moore a chance. And that 2012 season, by the way, was when the Dolphins were on hard knocks, the other hard knocks. And – you could see that they had brought in David Garrard as well. And David Garrard was going to be the starter until he blew out. And he, I think as the story goes, playing in the backyard with his kids. I think he was playing in a pool or something like that. I thought like it was a sprinkler involved or something. Um, a pool. Anyway, know. he blew out his knee regardless of the reason. And then the Dolphins gave the job to Ryan Tannehill. And we all know how that worked out. Uh, and for me, personal story, I wasn't, I'm not a player and all that, but I was once in a freezing and I have to look up the exact temperature uh and i'm gonna age myself again here but you all know you already know i'm 61 so 1977 great cup in montreal at olympic stadium attended the game with my father and it's a very concrete cold stadium to begin with and the temperature had to be in the minus degrees and it's the coldest i ever was in my life and it was miserable and it was like how the hell are those players putting up with it and that's what the Dolphins are going to do. I I made the prediction on the show yesterday that two was going to warm up and decide, mm, you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and wear gloves. Uh, 
that I'm still going to stick with that prediction. Um, interesting that you say that. Um, he did talk about that and address, um, you know, about keeping his hands warm and and all kinds of stuff. Um, I'm not a quarterback, so I don't really know or or I never played one in real life. Um, so not even when you stayed at a Motel Six or a no. Um, so whatever Tua decides to do, I do think. These guys talking about, oh, we're going out there without sleeves on, like you know, because we, you know, we don't want to show them that we're we're bothered by the weather. I'm like, okay, all right, go ahead, do your thing. Um, it's a little crazy to me, but football players are crazy people. And, and when you start, when you're in the heat of the action, they're going to be fine. And as Justin Houston told us yesterday, he pointed out. Uh, it's when you have those TV timeouts, then you're not moving around, and then the wind starts whipping up, which is going to be the issue. It's not so much the cold. It's going to be the wind. Um, but, again, nobody wants to hear excuses. They're going to, it's, it's going to be the same weather conditions for both. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. I, no. It's, the, the, you, you, all, you make this point yesterday that I did not know about the Chiefs never, Patrick Mahomes never having to play on the road in the playoffs, which to me was just like, wow, mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, clearly they know how to play in those conditions. They know how to play in those elements and they have the quarterback who has an arm to do it. Um Question is, and I hate to sit here and say, oh, Tua can't play in these cold weather situations. And the reality is not every quarterback can play for the New York Jets. Um, Not every quarterback can play for the Green Bay Packers. They have to have a prerequisite of arm strength just to throw the ball in in those windy stadiums and in cutting environments, um, especially in these December and January games. Well, now we shall find out where where two is and and i don't think two is throwing the ball 40 yards downfield a ton um one if Jalen wild doesn't play there is no weaponry to throw it to um tyreek is going to have so much damn attention on him you know two is going to have to beat you with everybody else uh we we saw that in the first game if there's anybody who knows how to play tyreek hill it would be um andy reed so you know, you're going to have to beat Miami with all the other weaponry. And truthfully speaking, I think what we've seen in this stretch is it, it, it we've learned that mm, the weaponry ain't that good without Jalen Waddle. <sighs> well, I mean, come on to again, to a certain degree, but this is where, like I said before, your best players have to be the best players. Tua has to ball out. He has to, to like, because again, if, even if the wind's whipping up, there's not going to be up there, you know, in their face the entire time. So, on, in that you lean on the running game when the wind's in your face, again, if it's a significant win, and when you got the wind at your back, you got to make it count. Uh, there was a somebody in the chat said, like, the forecast for is, is 21 degrees with a low of high of 21 with a low of minus two. I have no idea where you got a high of 21 because that ain't what I saw. Uh, in fact, tomorrow it's a high of eight and a low of minus eight from what I got. Yeah, I mean, and and really the night, come on, it's a night. So there is no going to be no high. Correct. Yeah, there there ain't going to be no high. It's just going to be low and cold. Um, but we don't want excuses. Um, this is where you have to lean on your run game. I asked Mike McDaniel about that yesterday, and he gave me a really long answer that kind of made me fall Shocking. asleep. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but it's really a test of wills. He did say that um, run game or you have to be able to control time of possession, which is how you win games in, 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 in the postseason. Postseason football is different than regular football. Regular football is fantasy football. It's it's pretty style football. It's 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 throw the ball and be cute. And this is playoff games is smash mouth. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Um, that's a question I've had with this team is, yes, is, you have. is, it, is it built for the playoffs? And I'm going to go back. I'm going to say you only again. have the number one yards per carry average rushing attack in the NFL. Let's stop with the, is it built for the playoffs? Can we, can we stop with that? Like, like said, you, you always, like said, here, you always disrespect be, them because you could be convinced. Cause again, it's more, it's more of a stretching and you know damn well I'm right that it's it is stretching. okay then, the, it, then stretches, pure, it stretches you both ways then pure power correct but it's okay and yes you're not gonna run at the Chiefs you're not gonna run at Chris Jones that's just stupid no you're not gonna pass protect Chris Jones one on one uh, I don't know that he's I think he's a good run defender I don't know if he's a great run defender uh, and can I am I gonna go back to my point though however two things I want to say here uh, and number one. The Dolphins, with a with an offense that was highly dysfunctional last year in the playoffs, because you had a rookie seventh round pick starting at quarterback, and he wasn't helped by some drop passes. Dolphins were were with a shot to win that game late because they came up with three takeaways on defense and they had a fifty yard punt return. Those are the kinds of things that's going to take. Number two, and I wrote about this on AllDolphins.com. Come on, I'm gonna work your magic. There you go. Uh, today. Look at the recent history. The number six team is nine and three in the last six years in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. Dolphins are the number six seed. Uh, in case you're wondering, the other game in the NFC, the six and three is the, the Rams at Detroit. So mm. uh, it's kind of like you look at the NCAA tournament, basketball tournament and you look at the, what was it, the, the 5 12 game was always like the upset game and you fill in your bracket. Oh, yeah, I'm going to pick a, a 12. Well, the recent history says a six going to win this weekend. So whether it's the Dolphins or the Rams or the streak is broken after six years, six years of at least one number six seed winning. Okay. Uh, listen, what I like about this game is you have a puncture's chance. Do I like the fact that they're going into it with strangers at pass rushers who've been participating in one practice? No. But I do like the fact that they've got 285 career sacks underneath their belt. I think these old men, or as Tua calls them, the OGs, I think they each can give you 15 snaps, 15 good snaps from each of them, and then have Ogba in there. And I know don't I want to hear no disrespect from you about Ogba. Not not a single not a single word. Um Love Ogba. Great job. Listen, I think you can make it through with the aged grizzled veterans or as Tua calls them the ogs 15 to 20 snaps each somebody's going to have to be able to get get to patrick mahomes and make him uncomfortable do i like the safety situation no i don't like the safety situation pair that with the, the absence of Xavier howard it's a recipe for disaster but on any given sunday if you were going to pick your opponent that you wanted to play with struggle city in your secondary it would be the kansas city chiefs like if you put Jalen Ramsey on Travis Kelsey and tell 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 uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes beat me with everybody else, 
I like my chances, even with Eli Apple and Cater Kohu on the field. I like my chances. So now weaponry offensively, you, you definitely need Raheem Mostert back because you're at your best when you have Raheem and Devon on the field together at the same time. Yes, they stretch horizontally. Um, they stretch the field horizontally. And if you look at the last Kansas City game, that's how Miami attacked them from the run game, horizontally. They didn't run at them. Um, but where I'm uncomfortable is the weaponry. I even like the offensive line. You get Teron Armstead greased up. He's he's about as healthy as he's been all season. You get Rob Hunt back. Rob Hunt said to me yesterday, I'm fine. I'm good to go. I'm, I'm, I'm not even on the injury report. I like that. Now, where I what I don't like is the fact that I watched Jalen Waddle practice yesterday, and it was a no bueno. It was not good. You still, you know, he's still playing. I, I like okay, he's still, he's still playing. playing. And then when they watch him run five routes, they'll be like, "All right, well, we worry about him, right?" Uh, because he can suck it up for one route, and um, uh, yeah, and the fact Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported that uh, that most certain Waddle are likely to give it a go, which is what I said on the on the on the show yesterday, how much they get out of him. Cause they, they have the dolphins. I have plenty of options in terms of making guys inactive. They don't need to, uh, cause they're going to have the, if, if we're assuming Elliot and Holland don't play, that's two right there. X is not playing. That's three Tyler Croft who hasn't played. And I can't remember when there's four. Uh, Keon, Smith, Keon Smith is five with all due respect, considering the amount of work he's gotten and the snaps and what he brings. Robbie Chosen's probably six. Um, so they will be inactive. Even if Waddle can give you 10 snaps, even if Raheem can give you 12 to 15 snaps. Um, by the way, I want to address very quickly. Somebody in the comments said, heard the game is being moved to Andy. Have not heard anything of the like. Uh, by all means, please provide a source or a link or anything. Uh, I'm looking here. I have not heard anything to that effect or of the Bills moving their game to Cleveland because they're expecting a blizzard over there for their home game against the Stillers. Yep. They're expecting a blizzard in Cleveland? Blizzard I mean, in, in, oh, in Buffalo. In Buffalo? Yeah. Um, and apparently, yep. Yeah, and apparently, according to our good friend Andy Slater, there's like the weather, National Weather Agency is like calling like the, the weather in Kansas City like extremely dangerous, take precautions. And Arrowhead Stadium put out a tweet uh, saying things that the fans can do and exceptions they're making. To, for them to stay warm, including they're allowing fans to bring in blankets. Uh, they're going to have like hot beverage sections. Stations. Are you serious? Uh, look it up. I'm totally, totally serious. Uh, no, no. I mean, it's it's a different. This one. is crazy. It's a different one. Yes, it's a different kind of cold. And then we have our buddy Perk is like, I'm only going only to be outside for 30 minutes, and I'm like shaking my head. I'm like, Perk, what are you doing? You don't want it. You don't want that kind of heat, or in this case, that kind of cold. Yeah, you know from your Canadian roots. Yeah, and there's nothing worse than your your. I mean, it's like little little knives stabbing you all over the place. I mean, it's yeah, like, it's like me riding my scooter in in like 40 degree weather here. Like that's just a, that's just a horrible idea. The wind is just cutting through you. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh no, my wife and I went to St. Augustine one year, and we rent, we rented scooters, which we love doing, and. It was actually unpleasant because it was so cold. I mean, mm -hmm. you're, yeah. you're riding, you're like this, like all. Oh, you know, you can live that scooter life here in Miami, right? I, I love, we love scooters. 
Um, it's easy. Just go get dude, one. Dude, that's all we did. That's all we did. And you Europe. can do that right here, except for the people I, I, trying to I kill know. you. You're too you're a little too close to Hylia. So maybe I I would want to reconsider that. Yeah. Costco sells them. I mean, uh, oh no, I love those. Uh shall we look at some of these? I, I like this one. This is funny. Chris, you're funny. Wait, how can Mahomes always have home playoff games in Herbert's division? That's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> touche, touche. Um, oh, oh, you know what? We we, we got to address this uh, Patriots decision. Okay, on... let's let's take care of Trey first, and we'll go with the Patriots. All right, cool. Trey, keep up the good work, gentlemen. Can Channing Tindall play edge? He seems athletic enough. I actually asked that question of Vic Fangio, and he basically pimp slapped me. <laughs> yeah, like what the hell's wrong with you? Like what the hell's wrong with you? This guy can't even play inside linebacker. That wasn't what he said, but that's how the answer came across. And I was just like, "Wow!" Like, it, and it, it it kind of reinforced if Channing Kindle Tindall's here in two it, uh, on past survives the training camp roster in 2024. He has drastically improved. The right now, it it ain't looking good, folks. No, and then we're not picking on the dude. It's just it is what it is. I mean, you're looking at the end of his second year, and he's barely sniffed the field on defense in either yeah. season. I, I watch Hard Knocks, and uh, when I watch Hard Knocks and they show those action scenes, you know, I from practice, I just pay attention to who's the practice squad guys. Um, the scout team. Who's the scout team? Channing Tindall's always there. It's 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 a uh, Channing Tindall, Cam Smith, always there. Um, see 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 sometimes um, Ethan Bonner, but Channing Tindall's always there. Yep. Okay, you wanted to address the Patriots news? Yeah. The hiring of Gerard Mayo. One, I, let me say this. Um, I hey. get it that it's in his contract that he should be Bill Belichick's successor. I don't like that from the standpoint of um, if what's supposed because he's a minority, you don't have to go through the interview process. Correct. I don't think that's fair. I don't like double standards. Um, and I get it. I think you should have had an interview process. And what I don't that? care. The interview minority candidates when the guy you're going to give the job to not minority candidates, all candidates. It's not just my, my minority candidates. All, I, I don't like like okay a successor. When's the last time you've seen a team hand over to a successor other than Bill Belichick to the Jets? Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Dave Wanstead. Oh yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how that came about. And that's also something else that a lot of fans ding Jimmy Johnson for. Uh, about his tenure with the Dolphins, that uh, and Dave Wanstead's a great defensive coordinator, but as a head coach, he, I mean, again, he, his record was good with the Dolphins, not a very good record with the Bears, uh, and so jury's still out of exactly what kind of head coach he was. Yeah, it wasn't really good at Pittsburgh either, so it at is Pittsburgh. what it is. Yeah, but I, um, I, uh, but but I but and. I I have the opinion Mike Grable is probably the best candidate out there available that's looking for employment. Um, not that he would want to go to New England because why I – What would you? Why wouldn't he? Played they had a lot of work to do. Played in coach for the Pats. 
I, I get that. No, he did not coach for the Pats. He played for the, he played for the Pats. I'm go ahead, continue talking. I'm going to look it up. You you can. I was corrected on it earlier today by a fan. Um, I think they corrected either me or you uh, podcast on the podcast. So he, I I just don't think that New England is probably the least desirable of the jobs that are out there for me. Um, Damn just, it! I said corrected. He never coached for the Patriots. Thank you. Um, New England is not a desirable job. I would probably put them maybe the fourth or fifth best job out there. And yes, you know, I put the chargers as the number one job. Why, why Omar? Why? Because he's got your guy, your guy. He's not my guy. So he's your guy. Josh Josh Allen is not my guy. Their quarterbacks. Uh, I respect. Okay. And and I'll save you the trouble since I'm an arm queen. I like both of them. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, there's some other arm queen, arm queen quarterbacks out there. You you should probably like Aaron Rodgers, except for the conspiracy. I can't stand him. I mean, on the field, I like his respect his game, but if he just would zip, it would be awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Chargers got the best job. I don't even mind the Washington job. They've got draft picks. They've got tons of talent, even though they gave a lot of them away this year. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think the organization's really healthy, but, you know. They, well, they have a new owner now, so. Yeah, they got a new owner, but, you know, how many cooks in the kitchen? Uh, they need to of, hire a GM first. They need to hire a GM first. After, so. Absolutely. A lot of cooks in that kitchen. Um I don't even think the Raiders have a bad job. I like I like the Raiders situation now. Ownership, eh, a little bit, a little bit concerning. But the man has done what he need to do for the last two rounds of coaches to to lure qual- who what last two rounds of coaches. What do you mean? With Jay Gruden, um, John yeah. Gruden gave him all power, gave him a ridiculous contract. And they did the same thing with Josh McDaniels. How'd that work out? Exactly. But I'm just saying it's it's not it's not your effort as an owner. Oh no, no, correct. It's the selection that you've made. And, you know, outside of, you know, the whole drama and racist stuff, John Gruden was pretty damn good as a coach. Kind of, you know, went left on him. And, and yeah, you know, every let's not deny that Josh McDaniel, teams have been begging Josh McDaniels to leave New England. And it just, just hadn't happened till then. Why? Why? He had a tenure in Denver, which flubbed out. And to me, the worst part of this is – and I don't know what we're talking about. We, we need to get back to the Dolphins here. But very quickly, they had a, an interim head coach, Rich Passaccio, did a great job for them. Players loved them. No, we want the big name, Josh McDaniels. It's flopped. They After th- this year, they, had, they, they hired Antonio Pierce on an interim basis. Great job. Players love him. Would you, did you not learn from your lesson? Hire the man already. No, no, they, they haven't. Um, it's Vegas. You need something flashy and something pretty. I'm not saying you're wrong that that's the direction they're going to go. To me, it's a slam dunk. It should be Antonio Pierce. But I, I don't think he's done enough to prove to me that he can hire a good quality. Oh. Staff. Yeah, I'm sorry, God. Slam dunk that you need to hire the guy. Not a slam dunk. Okay. No, that's a jumper. But... To, me, <laughs> to me, that's to me as far as should. That's that's just me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, read the question. From you that know you need to read the questions. The text okay, is a little too okay. small for me. My eyesight's okay. getting bad. Been a lot of debate. First of all, thank you, that gaming dude. Been a lot of debate. Is Tua one read QB? 
is it Tua or the scheme? I remember Mike telling Tua on Hard Knocks that he's at his best when he doesn't predetermine where he throws. I don't remember the predetermined statement. Um, what do you what do you say? I said I don't remember either. Okay, I, I I'll, I'll watch it over to see that. Um, this narrative is out there now because um, I believe it was Kurt Warner maybe. Um, did something for the ringer, a breakdown, which I haven't fully gone through, showing you all of Tua's play and mistakes against Benjamin. Chief. Sorry, Benjamin Solak also did it for, from the ringer. Warner uh, doesn't uh, was for somebody else, I think, but Benjamin Solak from the from the ringer did it. Okay, um, these are easy and lazy narratives that are a byproduct of what you've seen put on the field for the last month, which has been a unit that has absolutely watered down weaponry at this present moment. Um, name me the wide receiver other than Tyreek Hill that can actually get open. There is none. Um, uh, it, name me the wide receiver that stretches the field and keeps things vertically open. There's only chosen and you know, he sparingly plays. And even when he plays, he's just a decoy. You'd actually have to throw him the ball deep to actually make it, make it make sense to the defenses um so and a lot of what he's doing right now has been rpo and pistol stuff which is one read stuff like so i can't i can't sit here we've seen so much of a body of work of tua for all these years for all these past two seasons for people to sit here and say that he's a one read quarterback is absolutely lazy and it's disrespectful to who he is we we know to it. What? Jeez, oh, come on, man. Are are you actually going to argue the fact that he is at his best and it's not even close? And the, like, drop back, drop back, boom, get it out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Hold on a second. When that play is like that, he is a, he's among the best. He's very very good when it's like that. When the first read is not there and it's like, oh, I have to like either double clutch or now I have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer. Can we not agree that he's below average? No, I will not say he's below average. That's absolutely disrespectful um, and yeah. not a surprise coming from you. Um, okay. But you, you, are, you, are you factoring in the line that he's worked with for half the season? That while they're playing good now, well, now okay, while now, they are now playing back, good now. Now we're back to if everything around him is perfect, he's great. This is this is this is the conversation. Was the conversation the the first two years he was in in the NFL? It's it's always the line's not good enough. The receivers are not good enough. The coaching staff, the scheme sucks. The head coach doesn't like him. For you to have the number one offense in the NFL with twelve different offensive line combinations, for you to have the fewest pressures, the like fourth fewest sacks in the NFL with twelve different offensive line combinations, a new starting center. Joe Schmo and 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 Jerron Smo at, at your guard spots. Well, not Jerron Smo anymore. Rob Hunt is back. And make it actually look respectable. You don't think that that's a heavy toll on him and the play calling and simplifying the play calling? And and and, and his receivers for most of the season getting open very quickly or a lot of very quick throws. Come on. It's he was absolutely part of the success to say it was all him. Give me a break. I didn't say it was all him. No, but I you did not say it was all him. Kind of you said you said he's below average. I will I acknowledge that he is average, average yeah. in terms of buying time, improvisation, creating. Okay, not going to argue with you there. Okay, average. 
I am not going to put him below average, especially judging him now when who the hell is getting open? Who the hell is breaking it off his route and going to go run and get oh. open? Yeah, again, we're going that because he's because he's the only quarterback who's had that issue. Like Patrick Mahomes hasn't dealt with that issue this year, and is Patrick Mahomes below average? Okay, Omar, Omar, okay. I said, you're holding him to that standard. You're holding him to the best quarterback in the NFL right and now. I'm also because I'm also pointing out that there's a gap, and the difference is that Matt Mahomes will do things with his legs or running out and doing. Who ran for first down last week? Um, did he or did he not? Oh, no, he, did, he did. He did. And I'm gonna. This is this is what I said. I'm gonna stick to it again. If he can go to this first guy, he is very very good. He's great at diagnosing the field, and you hold it against him. It's not. Oh, dude, don't you do that? Don't diagnose the field when it's like you got you, you got your first read is set up and the guy gets open very quickly. Dude, he's he's extremely accurate and those, and he does a great job of of anticipating and and getting it out very going to spots. Every quarterback throws. Oh, don't you do that! Dumbest thing ever. That's the dumbest thing ever. If you're right, if you're running a 15 yard out, I'm not throwing it where you are. Excuse me, I'm throwing it where you're going to be. So technically, I'm throwing to a spot. Come on, man. That's that's the same. That annoys me to to to, to the same extent as saying he's manipulating the defense with his eyes when it's basically he's looking off his receiver, Jesus Christ. And then guess what? He didn't do that on the last pick against Claypool. And I'm not dumping on him, but. Just making the point about that stupid little term. He didn't manipulate the defense there. He stared down where he was throwing the whole time. Yeah, well, because he's got to make sure his receiver's actually running a decent route, which he wasn't. And he still threw it. So <laughs> and, and he still threw it. And he should have taken he should have taken the one in the middle of the field to uh to uh he Sandra Wilson. He had nothing else on that. It was open. I, I looked said, at all 22 just because you said there was nothing there. He should have taken that Cedric Wilson. I said what I said. There was nothing else open. Let's go to Ohio, Ohio, John. Shocking that we're having a disagreement about two. It's really shocking. I wasn't expecting that today. Dolphins run game is better than the Chiefs run game with all the Chiefs receivers. You called him below average. When he has to be forced off the first read. Yes. Okay. Average. There's nothing about him that's below average. Nothing. Arm Zero. strength is way below average. Give me a break. Arm strength is average. Is, oh, my God. Yeah. It's average. Wow. By it way, is I, average. Okay, I switched this to Kool-Aid. Go ahead and I'll, I'll send it to you. It is it is average. Don't do that. Give Don't do that. Biggest bottom, play bottom, producer in the NFL for the last bottom third, bottom third of the NFL. Dude, just because when he can set his feet and the exception, yes, the Chargers pass to Tyreek Hill was completely awesome when he was moving up in the pocket. That's an exception. Normally, if when he sets his feet, yes, he can complete a deep ball. But if you're going to tell me that he is his arm strength is not one throw he third. cannot make. Stop it. One bottom throw. third of the NFL. Okay, I said what I said, and you one said throw, it. and yes, it ended up in an interception. I'm I will give you that. One which, throw. Which throw are you talking about? Chose to to Claypool that outside. There's nothing wrong with the throw other than the decision to throw it. I mean, nah, it gets there too long. It doesn't get there on a rope. It's it's it hang, it hangs. Oh, and you know why? If we're gonna if we're gonna go there, and if you know why, and also on the previous play, he had he had a pocket, which it's was a- which was fine. He decided to step up for whatever. Look at the replay again. Per- there was pressure there. Don't do that. They were being kept on the outs. They were they were, they were not like he didn't have like a, an insanely clean pocket, but he it was not clean. He had no reason to step up, and he wound up throwing off. 
on one foot, and the, that ball was like. It got there. Tyree got whacked. It took too long to get there. And do not tell me that he had he had to move up in the pocket. Okay, sorry, Ohio John. Omar just will not give it give it up. I said what I said. He said what he said. You corrected yourself and t- said he's not below average, so we're fine here. We well, the arm strength is clearly below average, but okay. Dolphin run is be- run game better than the Chiefs run game with all the Chiefs receiver drops. They could could be the twelfth man for the Dolphins on pass defense. I'm just glad they don't have to tackle Christian Okoye in it. It's a great name from the past. That dude was a handful, two handfuls actually. Nigerian nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. Which, which I learned every uh, every boxer or MMA fighter takes on the name Nigerian nightmare when they're from Nigeria. Akim Olajuwon didn't take that. I don't think he took that nickname. Uh, okay. Kelly, let's uh, go look it up. Kelly Patterson, thank you, Kelly. Tua got praised for how quickly he gets rid of the ball when it comes time for a hero ball at the end of games, being able to hold the ball for longer than two seconds to let the receivers wiggle free. I'm not sure I understand. He, I, when you say the term hero ball, I and I addressed it on an alldolphins.com column. Um, I, I have acknowledged and go through every single one of those scenarios where he has failed when his team needed him to rise to the occasion, either to tie the game or put the team in a game-winning situation. Tua is two of six this season mm-hmm. in those situations. He did it against the Chargers. He did it against Dallas. Unfortunately, those four losses have come against upper echelon opponents with the exception of Tennessee. And if he had delivered 50% of the time, we'd probably be looking at a different season. We'd probably be hosting the first playoff game. Now, does that mean you'd win that game considering you've got nothing on defense left except for defensive tackles, one linebacker, and and Stop it. Stop and it. Jalen Ramsey. It. Stop it. By the way, according to Omar, the Dolphins are going to forfeit. They're not going to show up because they have too many injuries. No, 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 no. They got all these old, the OGs. They, okay. They're here. They came to rescue the season. They, they're they're going to, you know, put on some Ben Gay and give it a good stretch and uh, play 20 snaps apiece and deliver deliver pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Wait for it. Okay. Um, it's it's not an idea. Come on, you you gonna sit there and tell me this is an no, idea? I mean, there's nothing that can be done about it. So let's stop saying like like Fick Fangio basically gave a one liner. Somebody's got to play, and I thought that was oh, hilarious. Okay, breaking news. Do, do we have a breaking news? No, we don't. AP, do, do, do. AP All Pro first team offense. One Dolphin player, Tyreek Hill. Quarterback Lamar Jackson. Running back Christian McCaffrey, fullback. I just care about the, the, the Dolphins. Nobody on defense? Uh, let me see if I have a defense here. Oh, they only give you first-team offense? Okay. Well, from what I've seen so far, yes. Oh, okay. uh, special, teams, special teams. Special uh, teams. Shocking, there's no Dolphins on there. <laughs> first-team All-Pro, AP All-Pro, first-team defense. Miles Garrett, TJ White, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Darren Bland, Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams. Roquan Smith. My dude, Quincy Williams makes it over Christian Wilkins. Quincy Williams has Quincy, not even seen Quincy Williams, not Quinn and Quincy Williams, linebacker. Really, his brother, yes, really, he's a good player. He's a very good player. Roquan Smith, Fred Warner, Sauce Gardner. I think Sauce Gardner is a Sauce Gardner. I don't know if he had a great year. Tread McDuffie of the Chiefs, first team all pro. Kyle Hamilton, Antoine Winfield Jr. So, Antoine Winfield Sr. will be happy about that, even though his son got 
waxed out of the Pro Bowl. He made. I should be a Dolphin. I'm. Uh, I. I. I keep that. His son should have been that thirty-first pick. Either his son or or Swift or one of the running backs should yep. have been that thirty-first pick. Damn, Noah Igbenogany is going to haunt this franchise forever. Thirty, yeah, thirty-first. Oh, you, he's inactive every week now in Dallas. Um, you were you were in the middle of answering. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. You were in the middle of answering the question about. Yeah, what was the question? About two one and too many drills. And too many what? Two-minute drills. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Talking about the column. Uh, it, the opportunities have been there. He has not risen to the occasion. I'm not going to excuse it on the weaponry. I'm not going to excuse it on the really? – yeah, I said it. Okay. There, there, there are no excuses. If I'm holding him to the exact same standard that I held Ryan Tannehill to. Okay, good. I have been doing this since the Chad, Penny, Chad Henney era where in these kill moments and kill opportunities – 153. I've done this for over a decade. You put the time, you put the exclamation point. This is your chance to finish this game and put and and put your team in in, in victory. And honestly, I would tell you Ryan Tannehill's probably been more successful at it than Tua has this season. And that's not good. That's not ideal. Um, I get it. Not good snaps all the time. Sometimes not good pockets. Sometimes fumbled opportunities, uh, missed receivers, miscommunication. And as Mike McDaniel says, these are all learning opportunities and opportunities for stop it. It's true. I mean, get, oh, give me a break. I mean, yeah, it's 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 beautiful, wonderful coach speak. I mean, seriously. It's he, he's gone through six of them. You're going to tell me that after the fifth one, it's like, I mean, what, what is it to learn it? Cause every situation is different. If you, if you look oh. at, if you look at that last situation against Kansas city, he put two passes on the money against Kansas he, city. No, not that Kansas city Um, against uh, Buffalo. Okay. He put two passes on the money. If Tyreek catches that first pass that he, that he gets PI for, because he was in position to catch that pass. Absolutely. Should have caught You him. probably might be looking at seven right there. Game over. I know you will say the defense. Come on, it's Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill and a bad ankle, and there's there's three three defenders around him. Okay. Oh, let's fine. let's just say the possibility was there. I don't think he would have he would have scored, but possibly was there. At the very least, would, they'd say they they get to the 20-yard line or whatever, or the 30-yard line. You you didn't if you check that ball down to Cedric Wilson, instead of throwing that pass, he was open. Stop it. He okay. was open. Okay. Cedric, Cedric Wilson was open. You could have put it, you could have put it in a position where Cedric, there was no defender in front of him. Cedric was open. You could have led him a little bit. You did predetermine that was where you were going to, to chase Claypool who ran a circular route. What? Wow. You're going to be disrespectful on that play. Isn't that what he, what he did on that play? Yes, it was. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, plays call for Tariq. If Tariq's on the field, then totally, been a totally different play, totally different outcome. Well, maybe. Tariq wasn't on the field, and the the last pass was an incompletion, so they had time to to call it under the play. So I, I don't think they stuck with the same play, thinking Tariq was there when Claypool was there. It's not ideal. No Tyreek. Okay, no Tariq on the field. It's not ideal. No Tariq on the field. Who's your weaponry? Braxton Barrios hasn't gotten open all season. River Dude, I'm, I'm, not, 
I'm not arguing the point. Nobody, and they, this is why I keep telling you nobody was open. You want to tell me Cedric Wilson was open? And again, Cedric Wilson was open. Okay. To Jordan me, the, might becomes your top weapon. To me, the failing on that play was not getting out of the pocket and seeing if they're scrambling up opportunity. Take it. If not, chuck the ball out, out of bounds. It, the play wasn't there. That's, that's all. Okay, let's move on to somebody else. Jabari, thank you. He reads. He reads fast issues when there's no read at all. Yeah, when they take away his first his first guy. Yeah, uh, he moves off. He moves off his read first read. He is not. Yeah, that, and that, there's nothing absolute. It's not a case of. Oh my ever. God, Chad Henney was a first read quarterback. Tell me, tell me how often do you see Tua Tagovailoa checking the ball down? It's it, dude. That's why I said there's nothing absolute. I'm saying more often than not. It, you know, if you take away the first guy, then there are issues. I'm not saying that's like early, like before last year when people were saying, well, Tua can't throw a deep pass. That was stupid. Yes, he could throw a deep pass. Okay. okay. I mean, it was always, I mean, as a rookie, he had one against against Cincinnati to Jakeem Grant. That would have been a 90-yard touchdown if Grant hadn't dropped it. So this notion, I mean, seriously. Let me just be quiet on that one. Why? Oh, because Jakeem? Jakeem who actually would be enjoying a nice playoff run with the Browns had he not wound up on IR, like kickoff return early in the preseason. Sucks. Joe Dude, thank you. You guys are the best. Appreciate thank you, Joe Dude. Thank you so much for all you do during the season. I like your avatar. That's kind of new, neat. Never seen it, it before. It is interesting, yeah. Little combination. That's not bad. I like that. Uh, any plans for the offseason, which hopefully is after the Super Bowl? Yeah, we're going to take a really long vacation and not come back. No, I'm kidding. We're going to keep grinding because that's what we do. Am I right, Omar? We don't, we don't have any plans for the offseason yet. If you if you want us to give us ideas, just put it in the comment section of this one and I'll check it because we, we're we trying to soldier through. We're, we're, we're trying to make it to our 200th episode, which we've got five more to go. After 200, we, we, we kind of have to figure things out. and We haven't really figured things out yet. But this podcast belongs to you guys. So we're, we're literally only here because right now, because you asked for it and demanded it. Um, we said, do you want to do noon? I, I don't know. Let's put it in. Let's let the people decide. And you folks decided that we will do noon live. So we are here. What we do tomorrow, I have absolutely no idea. Well, we'll um, definitely be here after the game. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're going to do anything during the day. We'll talk. To be determined. I, I know I'm on QAM pregame. It's, we're, we're cut down to a three-hour pregame because the Hurricanes are playing or some or a basketball game. Basketball. I don't know. Huh? Basketball game, maybe? Yeah, it's a basketball game. I just don't know which one. It was the Hurricanes or, or, the, or the Heat, but it's all good. Patty, thank you very much. I watched to his comments about planning on playing without gloves. Should I be concerned? Is he practicing with it as well? Uh, he didn't practice with gloves. Yeah, uh, does uh, does Patrick Mahomes play with gloves? What, what what is this obsession about Tua playing with gloves? Like I don't I don't get this. If dude, dude, literally, literally Omar, literally as somebody who's lived in it, literally his finger these fingertips will go numb if he does not warm them up. They literally will go numb. So okay. you will you will not have Patrick to Mahomes play with gloves. Uh, that's all I'm asking. I expect Tua to play with gloves. That's what I said. He's going to go on pregame. Uh, it, is Patrick Mahomes going to play with gloves? Probably. Okay, so if Patrick Mahomes puts on gloves, Tua should put on gloves. That that's or, or the other here's the other option is they they'll get a pouch. Yeah, I know Mahomes will have a pouch. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pouch with a little heater and little, little heat warming things, and yeah, okay. I don't but, know if the last time a Dolphin player had that, but I would expect two would have had. Oh, they. I mean, there are thousands of pictures of Marino with the little, little, little hand thing. But yeah, it's. I mean, this is this is first generation problem here. We sh- there should be some way you could heat it up. I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh my God, are we still on this? Brian with two of the first first week quarterback telling poop, you guys are great. Thank you, Brian. No, you're great, Brian. Are we are we really doing this? The guy who delivered the number one offense in the oh, NFL. Oh no, 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 you're gonna go with that team. The, the, uh, did he or did he not deliver the number one offense in the NFL? No, the whole the whole team is the number one offense. This is not like strictly the quarterback, quarterback who executed the number one offense in the NFL. The quarterback so word semantics with me. The quarterback of the number one offense in the NFL. The quarterback who engineered the number no, one offense no, of the NFL. No. Sorry. No. Who and did it, it? Who threw those and passes? If, and if it was yes, he would have been team MVP. Who threw those passes? Who got open? Who schemed them up? Who ran? Who who delivered? Who engineered the uh, the rushing attack that was fifth in the NFL with a number one average? Was it Tua? Ohio John, thanks again. Have you guys noticed the narrative on coach changing? His quirks were cool and funny before. Now some are starting to question if he is serious enough to be successful long-term. He is more than serious enough. I, I'm not even paying attention to any of that, that foolishness. Like, no, but the question was asked. Well, the, the, the odds of Mike McDaniel getting a contract extension are drastically higher than him actually being fired. This is ridiculous. This is foolishness. This is like, please. They're, they're absolutely in love and obsessed with Mike McDaniel as they are in love and obsessed with Tua Tungvaloa, they will be your quarterback and your 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 head coach for at least another two seasons. Now, what happens after that? I have absolutely no idea. Thank you. Thank you. Now that makes sense, and I'm on board with that. If if it doesn't work out on on Saturday, fine. Give them two more seasons. I'm good with that. Not is this no tying, no no shackling for four or five years. And that leads us to Terrence, off-season project. Thank you, Terrence, off-season project. Find the next QB. Uh, don't don't believe that's happening. I'm, I'm with Omar. I believe it's going to be to a, a now, 2024, maybe also 2025, if not longer. Would I draft the young quarterback in the later rounds? Yeah. I don't see any reason why. I wouldn't. Um, but, I mean, you got to start the developmental process at some point. Um, do you feel comfortable with Skylar Thompson as the developmental quarterback and Mike White at four million dollars? A little high for me. Um, you need to have a dependable backup. And the other point with drafting a developmental quarterback, which I hear you mention all the time, is look at the. I, I didn't check this year, but normally look at the stud quarterbacks around the league. They're usually first round picks. I mean, yeah, yeah. I get that there's Brock Purdy, although <clears throat> system. <coughs> I'm sorry, what? What what I say? Um, Brock Purdy's very very good. Let, let let me see him. Let me see him when he's not just completely. He's been very very good for two years. I hate. Again, I, again, let if, me see if, him. if it was so damn easy to develop these system quarterbacks, which I know what you're saying, I know your little backhanded comment. I could hear it. If if these system quarterbacks were so damn easy to create and develop. How the hell does everybody else not have one? How the hell is this is this Mike Shanahan tree not just being gobbled up in the whole NFL? If, if oh, it's so easy. But let me provide as exhibits 
ABC, some of those guys from the coaching tree, Sean McVay, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, who was putting passer rating of 100 until Sean McVay decided that guy ain't getting me to the Super Bowl, let me get him out of town. Jimmy Garoppolo, who was putting up regularly passer ratings over 100 until he's, he's too hurt, he cost too much money, let's go. And no, that was before that. Uh, who else could I bring into that conversation? Um, but those two right there, like, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the poster child. Okay. You could even throw in Matt Ryan, who was average until he got into that system and had his MVP season. Matt Ryan's, Matt Look Ryan's, you, I'm helping your argument. Okay. But Jimmy Garoppolo to me is the poster child because you saw, I know. Okay. I know. But that's why I'm saying Brock Purdy's really, really a nice quarterback and all that. He's a top-rated quarterback in the NFL. He's the top. He's a passer. So you're telling me that this system, man, if all you need is is this system, then these coaches should be snatched up. Then Wes Welker needs to be a head coach right now. If it's this, if it's this damn easy, it's let, not, let Frank it's Smith. Not that easy. It's huh? not that easy. And it's not that easy. One and B, you also have the personnel to make it work. Again, are we forgetting that the 49ers have the best tight end in the NFL, or maybe Kelsey, but whatever close they have, maybe the most one of the top three multi-purpose offensive weapons with Debo Samuel. They have one of the top, maybe the top running back in the NFL with top Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Sorry? Yeah, top running back in the NFL. One okay. of the, the best off left tackle in the NFL. I mean, it's not exactly like the 49ers are not loaded on offense. So that's why, and I like Brock Purdy. I think, yes, I think he's done a fabulous job and all that. I mean, there are different circumstances. Nick Foles led the NFL in, in passer rating at 119, by the way. And I know you, you're rolling your eyes right now. 119, dude. 119. Tua last year was 105, and this year was 103, I think it was, which are very, very impressive. Number. Anytime you get triple digits, 119. Nick Foles. Are you going to tell me that Nick Foles at any point in his career was like that? Won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles has had just as comparable careers as Phil Simms. I have no idea what that, the point is of that, but I mean, yeah. just guys who won a Super Bowl, like. Okay, but but I'm saying I'm saying like you because you, you you fixate on the passer rating, and I'm saying there are circumstances that come into play. Kyle Donaldson, thank you, Kyle. Remember all those consecutive weeks we were talking about how impressive it was. The Dolphins had zero in defensive players on the injury report. Brutal. You are right, man. You are absolutely right, and. I should take the blame here because I'm the one who brought it up. I was looking. There were two or three weeks there was like absolutely not one guy on the injury report. All of a sudden, I mean, holy moly. It went south. You breaking news there, Omar? No. Okay. Skyler, thank you very much. You are easily the best Dolphins podcast. Dude, thank you. Very much appreciated. Whatever you all end up deciding, I'll be tuning in here still hoping we can steal a win in KC and Tua can silence the doubters. Count me, in, count me in for that. Sign me up. And again, thank you very, very much for the, co the, the compliment. That's very kind of you. Pete Stakes, if we lose Saturday, how hot is McDaniel and Tua seat? It might be as cold as a temperature in Kansas City. How's that? How's that for a nice analogy? Uh, not, I don't think there's going to be any, any hotness there whatsoever. Care to chime in, Omar? Am I going to continue? Um. They're, come on, they're they're both getting extensions this off season, um, uh, the win or loss. Like 
Do you think Steve Ross is going in this game and saying, I know I'm down. I know you're down. Deep pass rushers. You're on backup linebackers. Here we go. Down. They have to, they have to, what's Omar, what Omar is saying is they have the built-in excuses to lose. What, I, what I'm saying is everything is stacked against them. Is it not? That's fair. Waddle's going out there to play on one leg. Cool. Crit, cute. Great. You got, you, you, I mean, it, this really lets you know how much work you need to get done in the offseason. And I don't know where you're going to get the money from. And certainly you're going to have to, you know, because you, you look at your wide receiving core. And it's competent. It's top heavy. It's very top heavy. Yeah, it is top heavy. But you you got you got to have filler. And right now there's just not nothing much there. Um you know, I I would love to tell you that Braxton Barris has been a good signing, but when's the last time you seen him open? Um Cedric Wilson. It's had, had a decent year, dude. I mean if okay. I told you, if I had told you before the season started, this is the Durham Smite is your third leading receiver on this team. He's never been a he's never been a pass catching weapon in his life. But he's dependable in the passing game. He's dependable. Does that mean he should be your third leading receiver on the team? They don't want a tight end who doesn't block. I, I mean, I'm not. I don't have an issue with the fact that he's a tight end who could block. The question is, should he be the third leading player? in regards to targets. Fair. Frank, thank you very much. Do you guys think players trust and respect McDaniel? Uh, I have no reason to think otherwise. He delivered a top five offense, landed Vic Fangio, who delivered a top 10 defense. He delivered a top six offense for two seasons, landed Vic Fangio, who delivered a top 10 defense, and they were really not top five until they started to take on a ridiculous rash of injuries. Um, uh, he's, he's not boring. They certainly haven't tuned him out. Um, he's relatable. Yeah, they, 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 they're not tuning him out. They're, they're good to go. Good point here by Darren. Look at Buffalo, though. Those receivers are top heavy. You can say that for most teams in the league. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Look, look at Buffalo. Those receivers are top heavy. Yeah. You could say that for most teams. He's not wrong. Good friend, Patrick. Patrick, how are you, buddy? You guys are the best on the beat. Thank you very much. Any comments on the Kurt Warner breakdown of Tua's performance against Casey in Germany and what needs to change to win Saturday and overall to get a teal bag? Issues in processing. Um, I haven't watched the whole breakdown. Yeah, same here. I started watching it, and it basically – I am I'm through like six minutes with the gist of it from what I, I gather is that two of missed open guys are made the wrong reads at certain times. Um, difficult for me to comment beyond that. Like I said, I had to watch the, the, the whole thing. So sorry about that, Patrick. Yeah, me too. I haven't, I haven't made it through it. I've watched the first couple of, and I, and even the first few instances, I was just like, yeah, okay. That's, that's not egregious. I didn't, I didn't didn't really didn't get to the back end of it, so 
maybe the back end of it is is different. Yeah, and the other thing, I think you can dissect in defensive tool here, you can dissect every quarterback's game and they're going to miss some reads. They're going to miss some guys who are open. That's just. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen that in a couple of instances where I'm watching the all 22 and I'm like, there's a guy open. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the guy's open two seconds after two, it has to make a decision. And maybe that guy's open because the ball's out the air and, and the defender is adjusting to it. I, you know, Hey, uh, I'll give you one. I'll get that's close to that. And I'm not sure I'd have to look at it. Maybe probably 75 more times to determine it. The pick to Tyreek against Buffalo. Cause it seems to me that the, the outside cornerback started cheating inside to cover Tyreek and was kind of leaving H hand who was out wide by himself. And it's one of those where exactly when does he start cheating? Is it when two has made up his mind or the ball's already out of it? It looked to me like that's one of those where HN was the guy to go to, but it's it's like really tight. Mm-hmm. Make throwbacks permanent, maybe the, the most. Oh, stop, stop, stop. I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Good. I can't. Let's admire the consistency. I, I, I just can't. I can't. Like everybody prefers the throwbacks. Literally, they only offer the throwbacks because you – Ridiculous people keep buying them. Hey, Omar, no, 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 no. You, 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 diehard fans, oh, don't, don't be calling them ridiculous. Come on now. No, 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 no. I mean, and the point he's making, hold on, the point he's making is maybe instead of going aqua pants, white tops, they could go all whites on the road. They could. Who cares? Like, obviously, Mr. Make Throwbacks Permanent obviously has a I mean, very yeah, yeah but the throwbacks have nothing to do with the, the 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 dolphin on the jersey i think the biggest issue is the dolphin on the jersey even mike mcdaniel i couldn't tell you the last time i've seen mike mcdaniel in a actual updated uniform uh, updated like clothing it's always the throwbacks except for when he's in the game i know um like i've got tons of pictures and video of mike mcdaniel he's in the throwback stuff he likes clearly likes the throwbacks no, but no. nobody cares because it's it's a who's the contract now nike when look up, I give you some homework. Look up the next time that the, the that the um. No, you're not talking to me. No, not you, not okay. you, okay. Mr. Throwback. Look up the next time the contracts are up, and that will be your window of opportunity because every team is going to have to change their logo, so that they can sell more new merchandise. And then maybe when the logo gets changed, they'll give you throwbacks back. They're, they're, not, going, they're not doing the throwbacks permanently. They're not. No, 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 no. I'm just saying they'll just go back to the old logo. They'll just go back to the old uniform because nobody cares. They'll just say, oh, it's an homage. Because even Tom Garfinkel said he likes the throwbacks. Like, he, he prefers the throwbacks. I believe Steve Ross has said he prefers the throwbacks. They don't care. The Nike needs a new design because you suckers keep buying new oh, jerseys. You buy, you buy it. I apologize for Omar's. If if they if they made a if they made a a, a a new Montreal Expos hat, I believe this guy would wear it. Too. No, I wouldn't. This too. Is, this is, by the way, that's not even the original. Okay, so so there you go. That's not even the original. The original is. I don't. I don't even know if it's going to show up. There you go. That's the original. What's the difference? Let me see. What's the difference? Uh, does the white? You don't notice. You don't notice the color scheme different. No, I see. Okay, so but shouldn't they just offer various color schemes? They do. They do. But the design looks the same. The, this logo is always the same. I'm not buying any other one than this color. That to me, that's the one that completely kicks butt. <laughs> okay, All right. let's move on to that. Way, way too much uniform talk. 
Bobo da Barber. Thank you, Bobo. Does Miami break the curse of, the curse of when they play first playoff games in 23 years? You're asking for a prediction, Bobo. Um, they also have they haven't won they have won one road playoff game since 1972. Damn, I didn't know that. Dang. 1999 at Seattle, which was Dan Marino's 72. Yeah. Dang. And in 72, by the way, a little history lesson. In 72, they played the AFC Championship game at Pittsburgh, even though they had a perfect season, because back in that those days, I believe that was a final year, the AFC title game was awarded rotationally by division. And then they finally decided, oh, we'll just go ahead and give it to the team with the best record. Uh did they break the curse? Here's what I would, for, for my answer, I'll mark an answer if you want for my answer. In fact, later today on alldolphins.com, I will have my comprehensive game preview, which will include my official prediction. How's that for a tease? No. No? Oh, rude. Matthew, thank you very much. No question, Matthew? We appreciate you, though, Matthew. Yeah, Absolutely. Dave, thank you very much. Next year will be the next step. Third year together is money year for new combos. McD keeps learning in two as well. 2024, we break feed. We break feed hill habit. Two of first two years thrown away. The dude, the dude became became a upper upper of the upper half of the league quarterback, and that's throwing the year away. I don't I don't agree with that throwing the year away. Um I, think there's, I don't necessarily agree with year three is the year that the offense takes off. You were the number one offense in the NFL this year. How how did it not take off? And you, and, and you were number one all year. Well, that's what happens when you score 70 points and have seven. Uh, they are number one from the from week one, brother. I understand that. No, no, they they had Correct. They had, they had, they were number one after week one, and then that seventy put them in a comfortable spot the entire year, and their lead at the end. And they still finished number one. And and they also didn't reach four hundred yards in any of their last five games. So there's that as well. Where they had a ton of injuries. It's always about the injuries. No, it's not always. Is it not all about the injuries? No, it's not always about the injuries. Okay, when Buffalo was struggling, it became about the injuries. Miami starts struggling when uh, when Herbert wasn't winning. No, Buffalo was about because of all the injuries and no. Buffalo, no. Omar, you're not paying attention. Buffalo was about horrible mistakes. It was about the Bills chargerings, and then the Chargers were bad because they were chargering the entire year because that's what they do. Uh, and here's – I would make the argument, Dave, that if you break the, the feed Hill habit, I'm going to say it before I said it. I say it again. Hill is what makes your offense special. I, I, I And I get the idea of spreading the ball around, but I would be careful. He, the guy needs to be the main focus of the passing game. This is a good one. Sean Brown asks, thank you guys for all you do. We appreciate you, Sean, and we appreciate your contribution. Um, any staff changes you can foresee in the offseason? <laughs> I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's one I'm going to predict. I'm sorry. Because uh, it needs to be done. I think the Dolphins will have a new special teams coordinator in 2024 it wasn't very good last year it was okay for most of the 2023 season except in the last two weeks you gave up a kickoff return of like 76 yards to the ravens and you gave up a game-changing 
punt return for a touchdown against Buffalo. And and you cannot excuse it on you're losing your core special teamers to go play base defense. No. No. Again, for somebody who once said that 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 injuries don't matter, you don't talk about injuries. You sure are relying on that. And I'm 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 just putting no. a variable in there. No. No. Okay. No. I'm okay. I'm sorry. You, you cannot. I don't care if you have my son, you and I, your son as well on the special teams. You can't be giving up those kinds of returns late in the game and in, in a game that could be for the number one seed in the AFC and in a game that's for the AFC title. Just cannot happen. Sorry. Okay. Just checking. So that's the only one. Frank Smith's going to get a ton of interviews. I don't know that he's going to be getting a head coaching job just yet, to be very honest with I you. I mean, everybody might want to be on this system quarterback train. He'd be a good hire since, you know, you, you got to have one of the top, the top five developed pass rated quarterbacks in the NFL, according to Hoopard. You know, instantly. Except you need to have the talent around him like the, the quarterbacks in San Francisco and Miami do. That requires, you know, trades and rosters, roster, good decisions. Rob Bowes asks, big run, big reek, limit turnovers. Miami can win this. Kansas City isn't the Kansas City of old. This is accurate. All of all of that is accurate. They can be beaten. Uh, key stat for me, Miami rushed for 150 yards. They equals win. Run the ball. Key to the game. No turnovers. Get turnovers. Protect your quarterback. Well, score score more points. Score more points. I mean, yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, you 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 Robert, you you you're putting together like all the ingredients that would that would provide produce success way more often than not. We 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 know what they need to do. The question is, can they do it? Can they oh, run the yeah. ball? And oh, yeah. we, we know what they need to do. Um, let's, let's get to Miami is very effective at stopping the run 3.8 yards per carry. They're the number one team rushing the football 5.1 yards per carry. Don't let Poupard distract you by telling you oh, it's because of the style of play and they horizontal and they stretch teams out. Uh, the chiefs 4.1 yards per carry is what they're allowing this season. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, 4.5 yards per carry is what they're allowing this season. Um, they've got, they're averaging 4.3 yards per carry. This game is set up quite well for you if the elements wasn't a major factor. Let's say they moved it to Indianapolis and you just had a neutral – you just had a uh, – eh. you know what? Let me, if, let me, if let me grandma say had one, should be grandpa. Huh? If grandma had one, should be grandpa. <laughs> uh, I, I'll I take mean, that. I mean, it's like – yeah, it'd be awesome if they weren't playing in, in this miserable weather. But I mean, but hey, they could the game could be easily moved to Indianapolis. Let's let's I mean, now actually take that back because the Chiefs are probably not even set up to move. And again, they didn't move the game or postpone the game in 1981 when the windshield was minus 59. What makes anybody think they're gonna do it now? All right. Uh you know that one factor that nobody's brought up tickets, that's what. Even though it would be hard for you, because apparently nobody's buying tickets. Nobody's going to sit out there. I know. Do you, Omar, when we talk about the running game, mm-hmm. are we aware of the fact that when the Dolphins played 
in week nine, they had 117 yards on 21 carries without one Devon Achan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's, let us acknowledge Terrence. Thank you very much, Terrence. Appreciate you, Terrence. Also, no question for, from Terrence. We've got a couple more. We're going to run through these. And then yeah. Probably call it a. We hung out the last time Finns were in Seattle. Oh, I remember that. It was a great day, Sean. I appreciate that. I did. You, were you the guy that met me at the fish market? Um, uh, you up for the take take two in 2024? I don't travel right now, and I don't think I'll be traveling. Um, I don't know what life has for me, so who who knows? Um, I and I I really enjoyed hanging with fans on the road. That is one thing I miss. Um, I still hang with people. At home, so yeah, the, the next act, acting up. Fritz Frank from somewhere in Canada. Fritz, right? Can you can you indicate where in Canada you're from? I'm always curious. Um, my fellow Canadians. He looks like he's dressed and ready for the weather. Is that a ski outfit we got on? Uh, Bill's loss was huge, obviously, but to me, Titans' loss at home was bigger because Will Levis isn't your daddy and would have secured two seed and allowed you to rest players last week. Will Levis was pretty damn impressive in that game. He does. Uh, he was. And, and that that Titans game will it cost you. And it's the reason why you're now on the road for the playoffs. And there's no – but that was a complete team collapse. Who do, who Exactly who, the, who can they blame that on? Offense and defense, both. Yeah. So you, they put themselves in this situation. And truthfully speaking, you go and you take care of business against Kansas City – and you move to the next round, the slate is wiped clean. This is playoffs. Playoffs slate's wiped clean. Who then knows? You got Baltimore next. Yeah. I, I, you, <laughs> they they got to get through their opponent, all right? Unless the Steelers – Baltimore doesn't have an opponent. Baltimore is the first round by. Unless oh, the Steelers yeah, beat yeah. the Bills. Joe B. Dolphins love channel Keaton Williamson. Would Ross pass, pass me back my peacock? Peacock subscription if we crap that bed Saturday. That's funny. By the way, are you, are you aware of this? Uh, the answer is no. But the, you're aware of this, that Chiefs defensive end Charles Omenahu put out on Twitter. You saw that, right? He put out on Twitter where I think like the first 100 people or whatever it was who were going to retweet, he would buy them a, a Peacock subscription. So I did not see that. Oh, yeah, um, so they could watch the game. I was going to ask I was going to ask a Dolphin player when I was in the locker room on Thursday, but I figured that might be unfair in putting him on the spot like that. You're going to do that for, for Dolphin fans? Uh, no, 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 no. I got my collection played out. Um, no, Tariq might do it. Tariq might have said something crazy. He hasn't put it up on social media unless I missed it. Your, your pitching time machine level alternative universe type excuses today. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Omar, I love you, but your pitching time machine level alter, alternate Universe type excuses today. What what excuses did I make? Like, Patrick, you have to follow up and tell Omar what excuses he's making. Listen, other, other than talking about the injuries seventeen million times, and we get it. The injuries there are, no, are they not injury decimated? They are, but it's like again, it, you want to just concede because they have too many injuries. Anything can happen. I didn't say. Uh, listen, I was just about to say Justin Houston can go wild on his former team, like. Bruce Irvin can absolutely, you know, Melvin Ingram, who knows? You know, you don't know. Hell, this could be the Emmanuel Ogba. Respect me. He could pull a Randy Starks up in this thing. 
Like, you never know. Like, that's his former team, too. Emmanuel Ogba got a ring with the Chiefs. He did. Uh, don't, don't second guess me. He did. Emmanuel Ogba was a champion with the Chiefs. In 2019. So, right. you never know how these guys are going to perform. Yeah. Hell, they've got, they've got left tackle issues. I'm trying to line up over there. They have their 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 starter for most of the season is coming back. You talking about um Donovan, Donovan Smith? Smith? Yes, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Yeah, uh, I I want some. He's like, not elite. Donovan and Smith and the right tackle is no great shakes either. They 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 paid for. Oh, Matthews got got somebody got your back. Matthew Lamb, thank you, Matthew. Omar, I got you. We can't blame Tua for looking at the defense and knowing where to go. Maybe his read starts X, Y, Z, then he changes to Z, Y, X. You know what his problem is? Ain't nobody getting open. How about we do that? How about somebody get open? Sure. That, that, yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why he wound up leading the league in passing yards because nobody got open the whole year. I'm talking about the last month of the season when you want to throw it in my face. That oh the offense hasn't scored this many points and they done scoring this many yards. Yeah, the offense has sucked last month. And the guys are not getting open as regularly. Don't tell me that they're never getting open, please. Tell me the time Braxton Barris got open. Give me I'll wait. Give me three days. Cut up some film on Braxton. Durham Smite is your third leading receiver. You give me a cut up of Braxton's routes for the past month. I'll go through them. And in the meantime, I'm not going through four games of all 22. Michael Simmons, thank you. Stop thinking injuries don't matter. Injuries hurt teams differently, but they do matter. Of course they matter, Michael. But the thing is, every number one, every team has injuries, and I understand not to the same degree right now. The Dolphins have gotten, I mean, decimated, crazy on defense. Um, Offensively, they could wind up having practically everybody from their active roster play. And yes, if I you think Jalen Waddle is actually going to be good, I didn't. Is that what I said, or did I say that they could have? Oh, okay, he's going to be out there. Oh, great. Can is I he gonna... or Are you going to keep interrupting my point? Go make your point. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Oh, um, but now I forgot what my point was. You kept interrupting <laughs> and it was weak to begin with. No, no. That they're going to have chances are they going to have everybody on the active roster on offense available to play, even though yes, some of them will not be at a hundred percent. And at this time of year, that's okay. kind of what you got to deal with. And that's and here's the problem: the problem in the big picture is, are we going to go? Okay. Last year the problem was that Tua got hurt. That's why you lost in the playoff game. This year you got injuries up to Wazoo at the end of the year. That's why you lost. And exactly how many times are we going to keep doing this? Um, is it a tall task? Yeah, absolutely. It's a major ask for them to win at KC with the injury issues that they have. I'm not disputing that. But at some point, it is what it is. You're Socks right. in Spanish, as well CKS. It is told- what it is. Oh, went over my Spells- head. It's not a joke. Spell socks in Spanish. Spell socks. You have it is what it is in Spanish. S-O-C-K-S. Still over my head. I mean, blank. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, we got one You're more. You're running another language. It's confusing. Um, have you guys thought about the off-season podcast schedule? 
No, Sean, and you can propose whatever you'd like in the comments section, and we will consider it because we have not given any thought or don't have any plans at the present moment. Um, if long as you guys come, we will be here. Um, podcast has been relatively dead for the last two weeks because you guys just can't deal with losses. Not those who are watching us right now. Those who are not watching us right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about the diehards. We're talking about the fair weather Correct. Doll fans who some fans check out. Some fans check out. And I get it. I get it. You emotionally can't handle it right now. I, I can understand. Um, the one thing I will say about this team, um, just being in the locker room all year, they they really had a great demeanor yesterday. They're trying to keep things light. You know, Duke Riley saying, Yeah, we get it. Nobody's won a playoff game here since you know, since 2000 been 23 years but why not us um they are not quitting um they're giving it their all they do know the circumstances that that they're they're, they're going against um i thought that tua and his little skit thing with the the ogs that was you know that was cute trying to make them feel at home um at home here these are like all guys who are strangers and they're like in the back end of the locker room by the exit door and, you know, basically practice squad lockers. They're just like rental players. And Tua went out his way to try to make them feel at home and, you know, give them the respect for the fact that they've got collectively 285 sacks. They are hired assassins here to deliver sacks and make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. Now, whether or not they can do it or not, who knows? But it's going to be a huge determining factor on whether or not they win this game or not, or they give themselves a chance or it's a fourth quarter game. What I don't want to see is a blowout. That that I I, I definitely can't. Correct. And this is this is where when you when uh, going back to to Michael's point, this is where like if they if they play a good game, they compete. They mm-hmm. wind up coming up a little bit short. This is where it's more excuse me more palatable and more understandable to go well. <clears throat> you know what might have been if we didn't have all the injuries if they get waxed. Then, then there's a bigger picture concern. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, no question about that. If they get waxed, it's, I mean, there are no excuses. You, you got to be competitive. Um, Darren says, "Love the show. Watch every day. We thank you, Darren, and we thank you everybody who not just watch it, even if you just let it play every day, whether it's audio play for three minutes." We, we love and thank you because you're playing one of the ads and the ads are how we get paid. So we appreciate you guys. If you don't have time, just let it play for an ad. And and we, we thank you for that. Um, maybe during the offseason, you can do where are they now shows and interview former players and include fan questions. Uh, that is a great thought. We'll think about it. Um, I think the Devon Best that we did interview we did earlier this season kind of inspired and motivated some of that. We can we can certainly give give that a look see, um, catching up with former players and seeing where they are and what they're up to. I've you know, I've always done that. I've always enjoyed. Um, my goal now is to track down Cameron Wake since he showed up to the last game, um, mm-hmm. and, and talk to Cameron Wake and figure out what is life like for Cameron Wake now? He looks like he's a, he looks like he's a safety. He's like maybe 211 pounds has lost a ton of weight. Um, as he predicted he would do when, when his playing career was done. 
Um, so we'd love to do some some of that stuff and and we'll we'll, we'll look into it. Um, but uh, in terms of plans, we got none. Put them in the comment section. Give us ideas. This is your podcast. We're open to it. Oh, okay. Skylar, I may be in the minority, but as a younger fan at 30, the history lessons have been great. So if there's more of that in the offseason, it'd be nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you're giving me a history lesson too. I, I don't remember all this stuff, but yeah. You're a younger fan. I'm an older reporter. So, um, And this is where I have, like I have said before, I mentioned this, the first NFL game I ever watched growing up in Montreal, Canada, was the 1971 Christmas Day Classic at Kansas City uh, at my grandfather's house we were, where we were gathered for Christmas and the Dolphins won 27-24 in double overtime. Longest game in NFL history to this day in terms of game time, the longest in, 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 in terms of real lifetime also involves the Dolphins. That's a 2018 opener against the Titans with those two stupid-ass long weather delays. Um, so, and then in the seventies growing up in Canada, we watched like a lot of, uh, American shows and the CBS and we, we got the, the CBS and NBC affiliates like in Vermont or upstate New York and the dolphins were on quite a bit. So I, a lot of these games I'm talking about, I actually watched them. So, um, mm-hmm. Robert Bass, he says he hasn't watched the Ooh. last hard knocks episodes. It hurts. Listen, Robert. I understand where you're coming from, but that last week's episode Tuesday's Hard Knocks, that might probably be the best Hard Knocks episode I've ever seen. Like, you go and watch it. That was a work of art. That was an Emmy award-winning episode. Like, that thing was fire, okay? And it's going to be painful for you, but, man, you will learn a lot about your coach. You will learn a lot about players. You will learn about a lot about the road back from injury because they they followed Jerome Baker and 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 hopefully it will help Dolphin fans put some respect on Jerome Baker and what he's accomplished. I think his his run with the franchise is probably coming to an end here. Um, but man, Jerome deserves your respect for everything that he's done, everything that he's contributed, and what he did to to make it back this season and then to suffer a season-ending wrist injury, and then play through the game with a broken wrist. Like, man, play through the game. Duke was like, tape that hole up. And he taped that hole up. And, man, that was that was some impressive stuff. No, it was a very, very powerful episode. Uh, this is funny, Eric. Uh, Beaten Bah, can you confirm the report that if they lose tomorrow, the Chiefs plan to release Taylor Swift and sign Selena Gomez? <laughs> That's funny. I don't talk about Taylor Swift. Why not? She's the Swifties. You gotta fear them. They're they're worse than two and on. Her music. She's very impressive, though. I mean, major hats to her. Her her music is very good. And anyway, uh, Dave, clarification: offense number one can still take the next step. The two years under Flores were lost years wasted for to wasted for tour development. Third year, don't feed Hill to hit two K. They add tight end and more. RB at unpredictability. They're not adding any tight end. They are obsessed with these two tight ends that they have. Julian Hill, like, man, they love that cat. They do. They do love that They love that cat. And Durham Smite, um, Durham Smite is 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 the janitor, baby. He cleans up everything for you in your pass in your in your in your pass protection. So um you're not you could take you could cross tight end off that draft board because they're not they're not touching tight end. No. Um 
the next step is to develop some consistency and, and, you know, be able to put up better numbers when you're facing better opposition. That's just a fact. Mm -hmm. Brian, thank you. Open Omar, bring on fans live. I'm, I'm on Long Island. Um, I don't would really know the tech capabilities of doing that. Um, but hey, yeah, I'm yeah, not. I've never heard of Vietnam, but that's funny. Uh, Patrick McMullen says the first game I watched as a wee child was the Sea of Hands game. Don't even have a clue what that is. Uh, my grand, my grandpa called Madden a cockroach for complaining to the refs all the time. Poop, explain to Omar, please. Do. <laughs> there you go. It, the Sea of Hands game, the Sea of Hands game, refers to the 1974 AFC Divisional Round Dolphins at Oakland. This was the Dolphins, mind you, were the two-time defending Super Bowl champions. The game began with a kickoff return for a touchdown by current Dolphin senior VP of community relations, no, uh, alumni, Nat Moore. Okay. Dolphins were leading 26-21 in the waning minutes when uh, the Raiders were knocking on the door. Uh, I don't remember which player. It might have been Vern Denherter is chasing Raiders quarterback Ken Stabler from behind. Grabs him by the legs as Stabler is about to fall down. He kind of just flings the ball towards the end zone where running back Clarence Davis among three Dolphin defenders goes up, grags the ball among other players who are converging towards the ball like that with their hands. Hence, sea of hands. Raiders won 28-26 to halt the Dolphin Super Bowl run. Okay. And then immediately in the offseason, the Dolphins lost three major players including two Hall of Famers to the World Football League, Larry Zonka, Jim Kick, Paul Warfield. All right. How about that? How about that? See, y'all missing the, the how about that? Okay. I think that's going to wrap it up. We've, been, we've gone an hour and a half. Appreciate uh, it. Appreciate everybody who showed up. Um, we thank you for watching. If you didn't see all of this, give it a play on the player on YouTube. Um, it'll be also be on the audio streaming site. We love you. We appreciate you. Hopefully you'll be here with us during the entire offseason. And maybe hopefully we have another week to cover. Anything can happen. Any given any given Saturday. That's why it, you play the game. That's why you play the game. Go watch Any Given Sunday, one of my favorite movies. It's a game of inches. You fight for every inch. And That'd be another one we could do. We could do a show on, the, on good football movies because that one. Like, what? Yeah. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, let's, let's leave it for another podcast. Let's win. Let's leave it for another podcast. All right. That, that's blasphemy. Okay. Right. Hat tip from me. Thank you very, very much, everyone. We appreciate the back and forth. We appreciate the contributions, obviously, and most most importantly, we appreciate your support. Uh, we will be here after the game. As a reminder, uh, game starts at 8, so let's say 11, 11, 10, that neighborhood, 11, 15. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.